Hey, good morning, 1910 families. You can probably tell Pastor Angie and I are not here. We are away on a much needed break. But hey, listen, I'm excited for you today because you are in for a real treat. Our new student pastor, Pastor Mark Sarbulescu, is in the house and he is ready to bring the thunder, a word from heaven for you. I'm excited that you get to see his heart and more importantly, to hear how God wants to challenge you and move you to the next level. So 1910, I need everybody stand up right now. Come on. I see you. Go ahead and stand up right now. Let's put our hands together. And will you welcome with me for the very first time to the Sunday morning stage, Pastor Mark Saul, who let's do, let's go, let's give it up. Man, how are you guys doing this morning? Yeah. Are you guys feeling good in 1910? Man, uh, I just want to say, first of all, we have the most. Can we give it up one more time for our amazing worship team? Come on. Then they, they killed it today. What, a, what an honor and privilege it is to be here. Just want let's to, let's give a huge round of applause for our lead pastors. Come on, Pastor Jason and Angie. They're amazing. I don't know what they're trusting some white boy from Seattle to come do here out in the Bible Belt, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that how that bodes. Are you guys excited that we're here this morning and that we get to experience the power of Jesus in this place? Come on. Is anybody excited that we have a good God who's through you no matter with you, no matter what's going on? Come on. Yes. Come on, man. I am. Uh, I'm excited to be here with you. And I really put this way off to the side, but that's okay. We'll move it a little closer. Um, I'm so excited to be with, uh, with you guys here this morning. Clearly, I can't talk. Um, I guess you don't need an English degree to be a youth pastor. But uh, hey, my name's, if I haven't met you yet, my name's Mark. Uh, we just moved here, my, my beautiful wife, Hope. Um, and we're the, new, the, we're the new people in town. Um, we're the new youth pastors here at the Hill, and we're super excited for what God is going to do, not only at the Hill, but just in this community and Bernie as a whole. Um, and so excited to be a part of the 1910 family. I believe that uh, God is doing something special here. And all I can say is just wait and find out um, because that's it. Just come and see. Invite your friends, invite family, invite people. Just tell them, just come and see because uh, I believe God is doing something special in this place. Um, you guys feeling good? You guys awake? Y'all get your coffee. I saw you got coffee or something there. Come on. Got his coffee set up and everything. Hey, uh, I'm so excited to share with you guys today what I believe might be the most beautiful uh, story ever told. I believe that it is uh, by far the most profound and uh, the most, I guess I should say, full of love story there ever is. That grammar is terrible, but I believe this story is full of love, grace, and redemption, and it is, it is none other than the story of Jesus, and I'm excited to share that with you today. And so my hope for you today um, is that you would begin to see uh, Jesus or experience Jesus maybe in a new way or a way that you've never experienced before. And my hope for you is that when you walk out of this room, you would walk out a little bit better than the way that uh, you walked in. And so I'm excited and I'm believing God is going to do something very special this morning. And so uh, we'll take the next two and a half hours and just tap in and then you guys can go eat your barbecues and everything. Okay, just the front row. It's a tough crowd this morning. That's okay. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. Hey, I'm excited to uh, preach to you a message uh, titled Round Two. Everybody say Round Two. <laughs> round Two. Um, have any of you, I guess I should say, is, are any of you in this room scared of heights, by the way? Just a show of hands. I want to see who I can relate with. The rest of you probably own Androids, and I can't relate to you, and the exit is that way. We'll see you next week. 
Jesus loves you. No, just kidding. Can you imagine? That's how I walk out. I'm like, hey, see you later. Have, Jesus loves you. Have a great day. What a great sermon. Hey, it's enough, I guess. Um, I'm deathly afraid of heights. Um, I don't know what it is, but just me and heights, we have a, it's a hate relationship. It's not a love hate. It's, it's just a straight hate relationship. I can't stand heights. I'm scared. Uh, my heart pounds when I experience heights. Um, but last week we went to a place called Camp Eagle. We took 15 of our middle schoolers to Camp Eagle. Yeah, come on. That's a good, it was a good time. It was amazing. And I learned that at the age of 27, I simply cannot stay up uh, past 10.30 p.m. anymore and eat ramen till 4 a.m. Uh, with y'all's middle schoolers. It's like, great, that's so encouraging. You're the youth pastor, but you can't do it. No, I don't know what happens. Like when you hit, there's like a wall at 25 years old. Something just shifts. You're just like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. It's, it's hard. It's rough. I'm like, my bedtime is 1030. Lights out at 11, boys. And they're like, ha, joke's on you. We're going to hit you with a dodgeball till 3 a.m. And let's go get some ramen. You know, it's like, okay. Anyways, um, no, it's all fun. Um, so we show up to this camp. And right at the check-in, I pull up. And they give us this list of, like, activities and games that we got going on for the week. And they're like, don't tell anybody. Don't tell them what's on this list. It's a secret. I'm like, okay, but why are you whispering? Because like the kids are out there and we're in here. She's like, don't tell them it's a secret. She didn't do that. Um, but so she gives me this list and I look at this list and the first thing that pops up. Now, I need you guys to know I'm from Seattle. I'm from the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Hiking and all that spiel and shabam. Are those even words? I don't know. Uh, they're from like, that's a normal thing in Seattle. But when I saw this activity at the top, it said, Zip 3K. I'm like, I must not be very well cultured because I had no idea what Zip 3K meant. I looked at it, I'm like, Zip? What is Zip? Um, I did some research, some very heavy research to find out that it was actually a zip line that is 3,000 feet long, okay? Um, I'm like, no problem. Like my mindset in going into this camp was like, I got no problem doing anything here because here's the reality. I've already been on roller coasters. I love crazy roller coasters. I love all the adrenaline. It's going to be good. Like I'm about to prove all these kids wrong. I'm going to whoop them in everything I do. I'm going to do every activity. It's great. And then I started to question myself. I'm like, zip 3K, zip line? A zip line. That's, that's got to be easy. So anyways, we get ready and we go and they give us our helmets. They strap us into these things that connect to the, the, the line and all this stuff. And we're all prepared. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was kind of excited. I was telling Migs, right? Migs is right there. He can tell you the true story. I'm looking at him. I'm like, he's like, bro, you going to do it? I'm like, of course, bro. Like easy. He's like, if you don't do it, you're a payaso. That means clown in Spanish. He's like, you're a clown if you don't do it. And I'm like, okay, well, I better do it. Cause I'm not a payaso apparently. Um, and so I'm like getting excited. I'm like, great. And so they give us this whole rundown of all the rules and regulations. You guys know how it is, you know, when they have to tell you everything and whatever. Anyways. And then the lady's like, oh, by the way, we got a mile hike up there. I'm like, okay, well, I'm from the PNW. That's easy. All the, all the kids are complaining like, oh, this is so hard. Pastor Mark, I can't do this. I'm like, shut up. Just go. Um, so we start hiking and we get up there. And we finally make it to the top. Y'all, 
I'm saying y'all, I'm more Texan, you know? I drink, I drink Ozarka water, proudly Texan. I might not be wearing Wranglers and booze, but I got Ozarka water, okay? Shout out Ozarka, y'all can sponsor me later. I asked you first service, I haven't heard back yet. I'm hoping this service, uh, y'all, y'all sponsor me, get some free water. Um, it's like, Mark, just use tap water. No, Ozarka's better, I guess. Um, so I get to the top and I'm looking up at this tower, y'all. I thought this was the Tower of Babel. I'm looking up. This thing is like 8,500 feet tall. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. You cannot pay me to go on that. My heart starts throbbing. It's like, I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm shaking. I'm like, am I going to be okay? Am I going to make it? And okay, can any of you guys relate? Y'all know when, when like you have somebody in front of you and you want them to be the guinea pig? You're like, you go first. You try it. And I'll go after you. That's literally what I did the whole time. I'm like looking at these kids. I'm like, no, 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 no. You go first, Cordell. Go do it. Migs. Uh, Migs, you got to be my partner. You got to stay with me. Everybody else, go first. And so these kids, I start watching. These kids get up there. They climb up this massive 8,500-foot tower. Um, it's not really that. Relax, okay? I'm being dramatic. But this is a true story. Other than that, everything else is true, okay? I'm just exaggerating that. Um, you guys can look it up. Camp Eagle Zip 3K. Um, you might call me a pansy afterward. That's okay though. You know, I didn't, I, you can be a pastor and be a pansy at the same time. It's all good. Um, so we get, I, I'm watching these kids go down one by one. I'm like, easy. I just hear screams. They're like, ah, I'm like, great. That's really encouraging. That really helps my anxiety right now. I'm glad you're just screaming and making me get all excited about this. Um, not. And so finally, the line starts dwindling. It's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. You guys know when you're scared about something, but it's starting to become your turn pretty soon. And the lower it gets, you're just like freaking out. You're like, oh my gosh, it's, it's becoming more real. Like it's going to be, this is going to be me in a second. Like I got to, I got to get up there and I got to go down this thing. 3000 feet. Um, <laughs> finally it comes around. It's my turn. And I start climbing up the tower and I, guys, this is like, like one of those little things that holds like guinea pigs, those little pens. It, this thing is, I'm like going like this. And I'm, I'm like, the thing is shaking. The stairs are shaking. I'm like, is this legal? Like kids could die. We're at a Christian camp. It's not for the devil. Like you guys are trying to kill me. <laughs> I'm serious. Call me dramatic, whatever. I don't care. Those things were like rocking. You know what I'm saying, bro? It's like rough. And so I get to the top and you know who's next in line? Amazing. Where is she? Oh, she's right there. Hi, Nedra. Nedra was in line. If you guys know Nedra, let me pause for a second. I know this is a little off topic. If you guys know Nedra, she is, I'm afraid of heights, like deathly afraid. She's like deathly times 10. She sees like a little five foot slide. She'll be like, ah! You sound like the screaming goats on YouTube. You know, you guys can look that later. I'm kidding. I love you so much. You're amazing. Thank you, Nedra. Nedra gets in. She buckles on the thing. And I'm like, Nedra's doing it. I have to do it now. You know that pressure, the peer pressure? We always talk about no peer pressure. No, this was, this was like next level peer pressure, okay? Um, and so Nedra goes flying in. She's like, ah! She just goes flying down. Some of you are like, ah, this guy's screaming and yelling. He's kind of weird. It's a joke. Relax. She did, you kinda, it was kind of like that. That was a good impersonation, right? Okay. Anyways, um, moving on. Let's get back. Can we get to the Bible at some point? One day, guys, we'll get to it. Um, she goes flying down, and finally, it's my turn everybody's, pretty much everybody's gone except for a couple people from another church. And there's me and Migs left. And Migs is like, hey, payaso. <laughs> you gonna do it? 
I'm like, yeah, bro, of course. He's like, okay, payaso, let's go. So he goes up and all of a sudden, you guys, I'm literally looking at this line and this line is thick. And if you know student ministry, this is thick with three C's. It's like thick, thick. Like this line is big, okay? That's the term. If y'all don't know that, that's okay. Um, Let me just paraphrase it for you. It's a big line, okay? It's like big. It'll hold you. This thing could hold like anything in the world, I swear. And I'm looking at this line. And when you're looking at the line, it doesn't look so bad. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. This is great. I'm going to do this. Easy. It's like, come on, payaso. And the second I looked down, my, yeah, you know where I'm going. I look down and I'm like, oh my God, did he just say the Lord's name in vain? Well, I'm from Seattle, okay? When we say it, we're just calling upon the Lord. Um, here you guys look at me like I'm swearing at him or something. Relax, it's okay. Um, I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. And my heart sank. I'm shaking. I got like sweat coming down. I got like goosebumps. It's like everything. I'm like, I th- I, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna have a heart attack. I'm like, I came to a Christian camp not to have a heart attack. It's not part of my mission for today. Um... But I think it's so interesting because I think if we're being honest, a lot of us, can I just say, I think a lot of us, this is how we walk our journey of faith. We know what's holding us. Oh, for some of you, let me just speak to the Christians for just a second. You guys know we got a good God. You were just singing about it, how good he is, that he holds us together, that he, he, he takes us up, he builds us up. We, we, he's everything we've ever needed. He is, he's our firm foundation. I know we didn't sing that song, but I'm just saying that he is a firm foundation. And, and we're like so confident in our God. But the second we hit a wall in life, the second something happens, the second something in your marriage happens, the second that business deal doesn't go through, the second your kids start having, you start arguing with your kids and there's a, there's a broken relationship there, the second you're like, God, I don't believe you. You start getting anxious. Like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I'll ever be a good mom. I don't know if I'll ever be a good husband. I don't know if I'll ever be a good son or daughter of, of Jesus. But I'm gonna just show up to church and, put on a show and everybody thinks I got it together and life is great and it's good. And can I be honest with you, 1910? I I think we've gotten so used to living our our, our life. We, We get so caught up with like these Christians, these Christian cultures, rules, regulations, may I even dare say traditions, that we have lost our sight of who Jesus really is. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love worship. You know all of this is worship though? I know that's a whole nother sermon, but I'm just saying, like, there's nothing inherently wrong with having all of this and having the lights and having this stuff streaming and people get to tune in and watch this and we get to, we get to do cool things and jump up and down and celebrate how good our God is. But can I tell you something? None of that matters if we lose our identity in him. None of that matters if... We have lost what a relationship means. We feel like no matter what we do, we feel like our life is starting to crumble. Things are starting to fall apart. And you're like, God, where are you at? It feels like I'm drowning. It feels like I'm sinking. Anxiety is killing me. Depression is crippling me. My kids are driving me nuts. I don't know how we're going to make it to the next paycheck and buy lunch. I just lost my job. And Mark, you're trying to tell me we have a good God. Yeah? I am. Can I tell you something? 
God's love for you in the gospel is, is not a conditional thing. It's not based on how well your life goes or the circumstances and situations that happen in your life. That's not what the gospel is based off of. It's just not. I'm sorry. If any pastor has ever told you that you can work your way to be more loved or, or, or look better or be better or achieve more by trying to be a better follower of Jesus, Jesus loves you right where you're at. But he loves you enough to not let you stay there. And so today I want us to look at this passage that a lot of you might be familiar uh, with, and it's found in Matthew chapter 14. It's a story of one of, uh, of Jesus' uh, top disciples, Peter. The church was built on Peter. Peter is at night in a boat, and all the disciples kind of freak out. They see Jesus. They think he's a ghost. I'm going to read it in just a second, but I'm just trying to preface this for you guys so you guys understand. And he he tells Jesus to call him out onto the water, to walk out onto the water. Oh, Mark, I know where this sermon's going. Peter sinks. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. No. I want to I show you guys something today that I was with a mentor and, and some friends, and we were reading this passage, and I discovered something I had never seen before. And it radically shifted the way that I saw Jesus in this very moment. And I'd like to point out to you something in this story that I think a lot of us overlook. And so I'm going to make a couple observations today, and I hope they encourage you. I hope they equip you. I hope you walk out a little bit better. And I hope that maybe you'll just get a glimpse of the story of who Jesus really is in a different way today. Is that okay? Is that okay? Okay. So I'm going to hop into to Matthew chapter 14. This is the story of Jesus through Matthew's lens. And we're going to hop into verse uh, 25 right here. I'm reading from the NLT version. You guys can read from whatever other version you want. That's totally okay. If not, the Sky Bible will be up on the screen in just a second. But here's what it says in verse 25. It says this. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them. In other, way, in other words, Jesus came out to protect the disciples. Can you guys already see it? He's already protecting the disciples. Before they even realize what's going on, he's already, his mission is already there to take care of these disciples, you guys. It says, when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in fear. They cried out, it's a ghost. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think I probably would have said the same thing. I probably would. How many of us in this room probably would have freaked out if we saw that? Come on, let's be honest here. Okay, the rest of you are a bunch of liars and you might not make it to heaven. That's okay. I'm just kidding. I'm, it's a joke. Relax. Oh, lighten up. Y'all need some coffee and some steak. Okay, we're vegan, Mark. Okay, that's great. Um, I love vegans, by the way. It's a joke. Um, it says this. When they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. He says, don't be afraid. Take courage. It is I. I'm here. Then Peter called to him. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Can I just, can we give Peter a round of applause? He's the only one who actually got out of the boat. I don't know about y'all. I'm going to just be honest. I kind of lived my life sitting in the boat, kind of waiting. I'm like, somebody else go first. They got more faith than me. I'll just sit over here. I don't want to walk on no water. That's crazy. That's crazy. I don't want to take that risk. What if I lose everything? My first relationship completely crashed, Mark. And you're telling me I need to go for a round? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you need to take, take a leap of faith. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I'm here. Then Peter called him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Jesus says, yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to what? Fear. 
sink. He begins to sink. He starts getting so worried. He starts getting so flustered. He sees that zip line. He sees God right there holding him. But the second he starts to look around and see what's going on, all of a sudden, everything starts going haywire. Everything starts falling to shambles. Everything starts falling apart. But watch this. I want you guys to pay attention to this. Watch what happens next. It says, Jesus immediately, oh, sorry, let's go back. Yes, come, Jesus. Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sing. He said, save me, Lord, he shouted. And then watch this. Jesus immediately reaches out and grabs him. And he says, you have so little faith. Jesus said, why did you doubt me? And this is where I want to land today. Pay attention to this. Verse 32, it says, then, it says, then they, you guys see that word they? Climbed back into the boat and the wind stopped. Hold up. We know Peter's the only one that got out of the boat, right? What is this day there? Uh-oh. Could it, can only be Jesus, right? It's multi, they is multiple people, right? Jesus and Peter get back in the boat. Okay, pause for a second. Can I, can I maybe um, infer, did, did they maybe walk back to the boat? Now, okay, we don't know that for a fact. My theologians in here are gonna be like, Mark, it doesn't say they walk. Okay, whatever, I don't care. They walked to the boat, swam to the boat. He got pulled by rope, I don't care, something. Regardless, Jesus is hand in hand with him. So all I'm trying to say today is I don't care what's going on in your life and what you're going through, but no matter what it is, it is far better to do that walking hand in hand with Jesus than it is to not. I'm just saying, I would rather be dragged through the water by Jesus than swim on my own. I would rather go attend that business with Jesus by my side. I would rather step into that marriage or that relationship with Jesus by my side. Why? Because he's the center that holds it all together. I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you've tried a relationship. I don't know if you've tried a business. I don't know if you've, you've attempted everything to work it out on your own. And right now you're realizing that, Mark, it's not working out on my own. Yeah, because it never will. I'm sorry. If any pastor has ever told you you can work your way into something on your own, it's wrong. It's, it's wrong. You're not enough for yourself. But with Jesus, you're enough. And I want to encourage somebody today. That Jesus took Peter back to the boat. And I, I would like to say that I think it's in our weaknesses, it's in our failures that we discover God's strength. It's in those moments that we begin to experience what is going on. Jesus was ready for Peter to sink. Jesus was prepared for it, you guys. It didn't catch him off guard. It didn't catch him off guard. That's why he said, why did you doubt me? It wasn't because Jesus needed an answer for why. Jesus was, wanted to see that Peter knew why that happened. He was questioning Peter as, as an, inter, like an internal question. It was a rhetorical question. And then he takes him, he lifts him up, he says, hold up, son, let, let's go back and let's do this very thing that you just did. You, so he walks out on the water. That's great. Ha, what's up, homies? Peace out, I'm walking on water. And all of a sudden he's like, ah! And Jesus sticks his hand down and he's like, why did you doubt me? And I would like to encourage some of you today that Jesus will challenge you to do the very thing that you failed at again. Jesus will oftentimes challenge you to do the very thing that you tried before and you failed at. You tried on your very own behalf to do. And I believe that Jesus will test you and he will say, you know what, let's do it again. Let's do it again. And this time, you're not walking back to the boat by yourself. You sank the first time. Oh, I know you tried that marriage without me and it failed. But why don't you try it again? 
Oh, I know that that thing didn't work out how it was supposed to. I know that friendship didn't work out how it was supposed to. But come on. Let's go. Son, I love you. Daughter, I love you. You're amazing. Yeah, come on. Let's go. Oh, I know there's, okay, I'm waiting. Yeah, I know. I know what you're going. I know that anxiety is crippling you. Come on. Come on, let's go. Okay. Get in here. Get in here. Oh, you don't got to clap for me. You can clap for the king of all kings because he knows what he's doing. I don't. And I just want you to know today that if you've ever felt like giving up, if you've ever felt that you were not capable of doing something, I want to tell you something that Jesus has given you an opportunity and he's saying, come on, let's do it again. But this time I want you to do it with me. Let's go round two. The very thing you failed at the first time, Peter, you couldn't do it. But you know what? We're going to turn around, you're going to walk with me, and we're going to do it again and again and again. I believe there's going to be restoration in that relationship. I believe there will be businesses that flourish. I believe there will be revival in the city of Bernie. I believe that students will come back to this building to worship not a pastor or a preacher or, or a custom or tradition, but students will come and men and women will come here to worship the king of all kings, the Messiah from the Middle East who loves you and cares about you. Come on. Have we really lost sight of that church? Have we really gotten so used to just coming and clapping hands and jumping up and down that we've lost what it means to have a relationship? Have you forgotten that he's side by side with you? You think he's some distant God because you experienced all these failures? No, Job went through a lot. Job lost everything he had and God multiplied it 10 times. I'm not saying you'll get it multiplied. This is not a prosperity gospel. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that God has the ability to do that. And even if he doesn't, he is still good. Why? Because God's goodness and his love is not circumstantially based on your situation or, or, or the thing that you are dealing with or going through. His love for you is unconditionally based on his sacrifice he made on the cross. His love for you is based on him, not you. But it's enough for you. And I think so often we get so caught up in everything and I got so caught up in I was staring at the very thing that was the death of me, this height, this fear. And God's saying, if you would just take a leap of faith over this, my faithfulness is right on the other side of that. Pastor Jason told me that we're going to take an outing and I'm going to conquer my fear next time I'm doing that zip line. But <laughs> I'm scared about that. We'll see how that goes. Can, can I tell you, and I'm, I'm going I'm to finish up, I'm going to wrap up right here, but as I, as I read this and as I've, I've kind of sat on it and thought about it, it, it becomes more and more apparent to me throughout Scripture that we see Jesus is far more concerned about you walking with him than he is about you walking to him. Let me, let me say that again. Jesus is far more concerned with you walking hand in hand with him and living your day-to-day -day life and everything you're going through, good, bad, ugly, beautiful, whatever, with him than he is with you trying to put on this perfect image and be like, God, I'm, I'm going to be better just for you. I'm going to be a better Christian. Ah, good morning, church. I'm doing so good. All my dirt's back here, but hey, that's great. You don't got to know about, you don't got to know about this affair I had. You don't, you don't got to know about, you don't got to know about this addiction I had. I'm doing great. I don't need prayer. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. It's an amazing day. I may have lost some family members, but you won't know because I'm not going to tell you because I'm strong. What? Is that really what church has become? Come on, 1910. 
Is that what it really has come to? Is this 2022, is that what church is about? Perfect people? Can I remind you again that this is a hospital for the broken? If you expect to come in here and have a perfect experience, I'm, I'm going to break it to you. You won't find that anywhere because people are broken. That's why we need a savior. And God said, I'll be your savior, Peter. I put my hand down for you. You just need to lift a little bit. You just need to move a little bit. You've been stagnant for too long, 1910. You've been sitting waiting for a move of God. What are you waiting for? Oh, I'm waiting for the right youth leader and the right worship pastor and the right executive and this and that. I'm waiting for the best message from Pastor Jason because I just need a fresh word. You want a fresh word? Open your Bible and get a fresh word. Come on. We are the change. We are the difference. It starts with you and me. And it starts with making a decision to say, I'm humble enough to know I can't do this thing on my own and I'm not going to try it again. But you know what I will do? I will try it again with Jesus and we're going to walk right back to that boat. We're going to swim right back to that boat. It's going to be rough waters. Maybe I'll even swim a little bit and have him pull me a little bit. I don't care. Because with, by myself, I can't do it. But with Jesus, I can do all things. All right, you didn't take that contextually. Whatever. It's okay. And there's nothing wrong with knowing all the Greek and the Hebrew and knowing verse by verse and letter by letter. That's great. But can I tell you, mm -mm, sorry, this is not even part of my message, but I just want to say this a little bit for a second because I think this is so important. We have gotten so caught up with the Greek, the Hebrew, the this, the that, and that stuff is great. But can I tell you something? If you know all that and it doesn't point you right back to Jesus to be more like him, then it is just wasted air. That, those very things should be like, that makes me closer to God because look how this piece connects. Not, not sitting here arguing with other Christians about this theology and that and this and that. We're here to save and restore the lost. That's what our title is, 1910. Come on. Jesus picks him up. He says, let's go. 1910, come on. Let's move. Let's go back to the boat. I know it's been a hard couple years, but you know what? I'm still by your side. I'm still by your side. I don't care if you're 12 years old in this room or 98. It's the same gospel and we still need the same God. And we are still in need of the same hope and restoration and love. And I promise I'm done right here. I'm wrapping up. I'll see the timer. We're, we're done. But I just, it just breaks my heart to see how we've gotten so accustomed to just going through the motions and thinking that God is this distant God, but then we come in and we worship and jump and do this and that, but then internally we don't even believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, that's not faith. That ain't faith. Faith is obedience when you don't even know you need to obey him. Faith is believing him when you don't even know the outcome. Faith is trusting him even when you don't know if you can trust him. Oh, Mark, you have little faith. You didn't even go down the zip line. I didn't. But this is more than the zip line. I'll go back and get it. I'm going to do it again. And I'll do it this time. I'm making that. Mark my word. But church, can we begin to tap into what God is trying to do here in the city? Can we begin to start believing and trusting him? Can we begin to believe that he is by our side walking with us? Will we allow him to? That's the better question. You know what? Not even believe him. Will you step in 
and allow them to hold you hand by hand and walk with you? Or, or do you have too big of an ego that you need to accomplish those first million dollars by yourself, otherwise you're no good? Watch them multiply your business. Watch, watch, them, watch them heal stuff in your bones. Watch them bring relationships into your life you never thought you would have. Friendships. Watch it restore the relationships between you and your kids. Just watch. Come and see. Don't take my word for it. It's not about me. But how long are we going to sit here and yell, I'm drowning, and not reach back up for God's arm? How much longer are we going to sit like that? Because that's not the gospel. You know what the gospel is? It's good news. And some of us were so caught up, and I'm not trying to be political, but CNN, Fox, whatever, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Listen, we have enough bad news in this world. We watch a lot of it. We inundate our brains and our life with it. Yet, we watch that six days a week and then we come to church on Sunday morning and we hope that our, our mind would be restored and healed. That's, it's not enough, you guys. We gotta begin to surround ourselves with, with like-minded people, but more importantly, we gotta surround ourselves with this. I don't care if you're reading this book and you don't know what you're reading. There's something, I don't have a word to describe it, so I'm gonna use this word. I know it's not biblical, but like there's something magical about this book that when you read it, you begin to soak something and there's something that shifts in you that I can't even explain to you. And God's saying, let's go. You know, get in your word, get in your community, do these things. But you know what I need you to do? I need you to hold my hand and we need to go. You need to drop that ego. It's time to go, 1910. Come on. And I'm done right here. I'm closing. This is the closing of closing. I'm sorry. I love you so much. I told you I wouldn't do this. And... But I think about this story that, that Jesus tells. It's a parable, and I'm wrapping up. See that? He tells a story about a prodigal son, and a lot of you are familiar about the son who gained all his inheritance and all his money, and he squandered it. That is to say, he wasted it all. He threw it out. He went to Vegas and gambled it all, and he ended up in a pig pen. And there he was sitting, crying. He's like, this is horrible. This is not what I signed up for. I had millions of dollars. I had the greatest relationships. I squandered it with lust. I had the greatest business. My ego got in the way. I had a great family. I tore it up with my actions and behavior because I didn't keep Jesus at the center. It was all about me. And this man, he, this boy, he's sitting there and he's like, you know what? I'm going to make this petty little speech and I'm going to go back to my dad and I'm going to take that speech to my dad and I'm going to see if he'll accept me. The boy doesn't even believe he'll be accepted back. Can you believe that? That's some of us today. We don't even believe we're good enough for Jesus. And so the boy runs, goes back home and he's like, I'm going to read this speech to my dad and he's going to love me and it's going to be great. And it says the dad saw him in a distance. And it doesn't say that the dad waited for the son to come to him. You know what it says? The dad ran to the son. He told him, let's get the fattened calf. Let's get all the boots. Let's get the Jeep. Let's get the party. Let's bring him on in and let's have a feast. Jesus sees you. He knows you. And he runs to him. That only furthermore proves he is so much more concerned about walking with you than, you than he is about you walking to him. 
He's coming to you. He can't force you in anything, but he's sitting there. If you'd accept me, if you'd invite me into those areas, I know you shouldn't be looking at those things on social media at, your, at night that your wife or your spouse or whoever doesn't know about. I'm ready to restore it, but you got to be willing to invite me in. Come on. And so he celebrates that and we don't know what happens after, but I can only imagine it was a party in heaven. One boy, his son was back. And can I tell you, that's what he's partying about with you too. He's saying, would you just invite me in and let's do this thing. I know you failed. I know we walked and we failed, but you know what? Let's go. Round two. It's time. This story, it's the gospel. You know who Jesus is? He's the boy from the Middle East, the carpenter from the Middle East. We don't know anything about when he was young. We know very little. He probably worked on stuff and built stuff and listened to his dad, his mom. And then we hear about him when he's 30 years old and this is what we base our whole faith off of. We base off the faith of a man who came on this earth and claimed he was God. He healed, restored. He stepped into where people were oppressed. He flipped tables out of frustration. He experienced emotion because people were doing other people wrong. And he looks at them and he's like, you, you're messing up my people. You're doing this wrong. This is not how you will treat my lo beloved children. And he goes up onto that cross and there he would get beaten, whipped, and ultimately crucified as he hung up and blood would fill his body. And he would go up for gulps of air as he was literally suffocating in his own blood for you and for me because he knew in 2022, 1910 needed him. He knew in 2022 that the world needed him now more than ever. He knew that if it wasn't for him, the Old Testament's great. But Jesus came and said, we can't keep doing it that way, so we're gonna go round two, and I will be the fulfillment of the law. And I will come down for my children. And you know what? I'm gonna come down, lay my life. I'm gonna shed my blood because that blood, that blood will bond us all together. We are one now because of that. We are far more in common than we're not, church. And he said, it is finished. And he lay on that cross. And there we see three days later, the tomb empty. As hundreds watched him levitate up into the clouds and, and leave. And he said, he's coming back. He's coming back for you and I. And that, my friends, is the gospel. That is the story of Jesus. What is the story of Jesus? It's him picking you up when you can't do it on your own and walking right back with you. It's him saying, daughter, child, husband, father, uncle, cousin, whatever, grandma to the third degree, let's go. I don't even know what that means. It's like, let's go. Come on. We're going to do this again. And this time, you'll experience true freedom. This time, when you do it the right way, you'll see God's faithfulness in your life. He is that good is what we sing about these I'm done I'm done these lyrics up on the screen they're not just lyrics they're words that we believe to be true about our God and so right now in just a second we're about to sing a song and I want us when we sing this I want us to declare it I want us to believe it I want us to believe that we really have a good God I want us to believe that this is a God 
who can create a way when there is no way. The God who parted the Red Sea, the God who healed the broken, the lame, the sick. If he healed those and he's the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow, is he not enough for you, 1910? Oh, I want, I want better... I want better sermons. I want a different approach. I want different worship. I want this and that. Have we lost our sight of Jesus? If you need a specific worship song or you need a specific message type or whatever, I would argue, and I'm not, I'm not trying to fire shots at you. I'm simply just saying, maybe just maybe it's time to rethink your faith because your faith should not be, be based on somebody on this platform or really anybody in this room. It should be on that empty tomb. And so right now, I want to ask you, are you ready for round two? Are you ready, church, to invite them in? Are you ready to walk, swim back, whatever, get pulled? When you're weak and you barely can move, when you're crippled and you're hanging on for life and you don't know what's going to happen, and I'm speaking metaphorically, not physically, although I believe in physical restoration and I believe that can happen. But all I'm saying is, are you ready to go? Even if I'm struggling and I'm limping, I'm going to make it to the end. Because Jesus is by our side and I'm yelling because I'm excited because you guys don't know that five years ago I thought about committing suicide I was shooting up steroids I was bodybuilding hoping that it would fill an empty void in my life that I never knew even existed little did I know that hole was for Jesus all along and I'm only here because he saved me come on I'm here because he saved me I'm no different than you. Shoot, a lot of you have so much more life under you, on you than I've ever had. And that's okay. I'm just, here to, I'm just here to share a story, that's it. And I hope that it would begin to change something in your heart and you'll begin to experience transformation from there. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I, I'd like to pray for us right now and then, and then band's getting ready. And it's gonna be an amazing experience. Jesus, we thank you so much for these moments and these opportunities that we have. Jesus, we thank you so much for your love, for your grace, for your sacrifice. Thank you, God, that you paid it all for us. Thank you, God, that for every individual in this room, young to old, is there even a thing as old? I don't know. I don't think it's a thing. Age is just a number. God, I thank you that you are sufficient, that you are enough. God, I pray right now for every individual in this room, whatever they're going through, Lord, whatever right now they know internally is, is bogging them down and holding them back, and they feel like they've been a failure of a parent, a failure of a husband or wife, a failure of a business owner, a failure of a, of a teacher, a failure of whatever it might be. God, right now I'm believing for restoration, healing, redemption, and I believe that you will bring clarity into the lives of this community, Father. And Lord, I know this microphone doesn't change our prayers to you. We could, we could talk them softly. But God, we're just excited and we're believing for a move in this community, Father. So Lord, we just ask right now, would you restore what's been broken? Would you take back what the enemy's taken from us, God? Would you restore identity? Would you restore healing? Would you restore marriages? Would you restore relationships between family members? Would you heal anxiety? Would you cure depression? Would you remove suicidal and negative and, and horrible thoughts from our minds? Would you remind us about you? Would you help us to focus on you? Lord Jesus, right now, if what that story says is true, 
and you really are that good and you really do put your hand down and you pick us up and you walk back with us, we want that relationship with you, Jesus. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in this room, this is a private moment between you and God. If you'd say, Mark, I've been coming to church for so long and I don't know if I've ever even accepted Jesus as my Lord and my Savior, the forgiver of my sins. Do you know when God looks at you, he sees Jesus when you accept him because he sees the sacrifice that he made for you. And there's no shame in that. This is the best thing you could ever do. I don't care. This is family. Nobody's looking at you all weird. I don't care if you've been here for 25 years. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, and you'd say today, Mark, I'd like to step into that relationship with every head bowed and every eye closed. On the count of three, I'm just gonna ask you to slip up your hand and you can put it right back down. I just believe that when you respond to the, on the outside to what's happening in the inside in your heart, it's just a little bit more real for you. I remember the moment my pastor had me raise my hand and I looked up and something just shifted in me. I said, I'm doing this thing. I'm gonna live for Jesus for the rest of my life. If that's you, one, it's the best decision you'll ever make. Two, you never have to look back. Three, if that's you, would you just slip up your hand? That's me, I accept Jesus, yeah. That's amazing, that's amazing, that's amazing. And I wanna pray for one more last group and we're, we're gonna sing some songs. Right now, if you're in this room and you'd say, Mark, I've, I've kinda of walked away from this faith thing. I mean, I come to church and everything's great, but I've kinda of walked away from it. I've kinda of walked away from having a relationship with Jesus, I've kinda of lost sight of it. And I just need to, I need to turn back around and I need to walk hand in hand with him. I'm ready to do this thing and I'm ready to do it differently. If that's you on the count of three, would you slip up your hand? One, two, three. That's me. I'm going back. I'm walking with Jesus. I've walked away. That's me. That's me. Yeah, I see those hands. You can put them back down. God, we thank you so much for your sacrifice. God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your forgiveness, Jesus. I thank you for this incredible family and what you're doing in this city. Father, may we never lose sight of you, God. I thank you for every soul and every hand that was raised, making a decision to follow you, to accept you as their Lord and their Savior forgiver of our sins, eternity is secure. And I thank you for every soul in here that is making a commitment to turn back and walk with you, Jesus. We're ready. We're ready to walk with you. We're ready to swim with you. We're ready to ride with you. We're ready to whatever with you. Jesus, we thank you. We love you. You're a way maker. You're a miracle worker. You're everything we've ever needed. We love you, Lord.